in the seventh chapter of the book of, of Deuteronomy, it's, uh, <laughs> it says that, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God. One of the, descript- one of the many attributes uh, attributed to God, a, a, big one that, uh, a big one is uh, faithfulness. That we, uh, we come here and we worship and we serve a, a faithful God. And uh, that is something to, to be uh, that is a very, very exciting, very, uh, very happy thing for us to do. Because uh, throughout the Bible, if you study, uh, if you study faithfulness, uh, you'll always find that God is faithful uh, to his word, to his covenants and to his promises. And then when we contrast that with, uh, with our own nature, with, with men, you will often find more often than not uh, that men, uh, due to our carnal nature, we can sometimes be unfaithful. There are, there are, not can, but we will be, I mean, unfaithful. Uh, how, you know, it is, how often do we you know, tell ourselves in our heads, you know, I'll, I'll never do that again, or I'll never uh, commit that sin again, and then, we, and then uh, more often than not, it comes upon us. Uh, it's because of our carnal nature. You know, we are, we can be uh, unfaithful. Uh, if you look at, uh, if you look at uh, the apostle Peter, uh, and and look at his life, you will find where there was a time uh, before Jesus was crucified, where Peter very boldly claimed that though all men forsake you, though all men, that is a very, that's a big thing. He's saying all men, though all men would forsake you. I would never, I will never forsake you. He said, you know, though all these men love you, I love you more. I love you so much more than all these men. <clears throat> I'm paraphrasing. That, that's essentially what Peter was saying. And then, uh, and then after, and then because Peter was relying so much on his own strength, he thought that in and of himself, he's like, I love, I love you more than anybody else. I'll never let you down. <laughs> And then sadly, as, as you read on, because it, Peter relying so much and being so uh, bold in his own strength, uh, Peter was not faithful. He did not keep that promise that he made to God. <laughs> but I'm thankful that the Lord keeps his promises. Amen. And that you'll notice after Peter fell, we have a, a happy conclusion to after that, that uh, I think Peter understood greatly, <clears throat> um, finally understood you know, that in and of himself, he had no that uh, he had no power. Uh, in fact, in the in the twenty first chapter of John, after this is after that Peter had uh, that Peter had denied Christ and had forsaken him and uh, had kind of you know exiled himself a, a little bit from everybody. I mean <laughs> that uh, the Lord uh, the, that the Lord whenever he appeared unto his disciples is in the twenty first chapter of John. In the 15th verse, it says, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, you know, this, <laughs> He kind of opened the door for, for Peter right here to be as bold and, as, he, as he was before, to, to boldly claim, I love you more than these. I love, though all men forsake you, I'll never forsake you. And Peter, you know, kind of, kind of humbly, and I think after he had understood, he said, "Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee." That's a different answer. That sounds like a much different Peter. He even asked, he asked him three times again, "Lovest thou me?" 
And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And then the third, and when he asked him the third time, he says, Peter was grieved, because he asked him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. It's a much more humble Peter. And I think that Peter <laughs> greatly understood. Notice in, in this moment that Peter had forsaken Christ, but Christ never forsook, never forsook Peter. And that, is the, and that is the case with all of us today. We have a very uh, a faithful God. In, in the book of Lamentations, one of, in the book of Lamentations, in the third chapter, in the 22nd verse, it says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, but His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And I said, we serve a faithful God. Amen. And that, that is something that we should be happy about. That's something that we should, uh, we should praise about. And uh, I just want to talk a little bit this morning about, you know, the, and you could get, you could go really into depth with <laughs> with these, but I've just kind of picked a few different um, examples of, of ways that the Lord is uh, is faithful to us, and that uh, when we look to and when we look to those things, that uh, I think that they can help strengthen us, like they strengthened Peter here, to to call to mind the, the faithfulness of God <laughs> in the book of in the book of First Corinthians, in the tenth chapter. One of the ways that it describes the Lord's faithfulness is in temptations. <clears throat> in the tenth chapter of the book of First Corinthians, in the thirteenth verse, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So often than not, we can be just like Peter whenever, uh, whenever a temptation or a trial you know, or, the, or the winds of life come upon us that we kind of look to our, our own strength. We look to, we look to ourselves as, a, as the means of, a, of getting through those things. I know that has been true for myself in my, in my own life. But we, have, but we have a faithful God who Paul claims that will not suffer be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. You may be able to bear it. You know, there's so many times we go through things and we think, you know, there's no way I can get through this. There's nothing that, that there is nothing that I can do. And in those moments that we should look to God, our strength, we should look to God's faithfulness. Who, uh, who was able who was able to, uh, to to help us to succor us as he as he says in the in the book of Hebrews a way to, a way to help us um, <clears throat> Paul gives us an example of this in the in the book of second Corinthians in his own life you know Paul was not a uh, was not a per- was not a perfect man if you study his life he uh, and he even will tell you that uh, he considered himself uh, the most wicked man he considered himself the, the worst man and uh, <clears throat> And that he still had, you know, temptations and things that uh, he struggled with, things that he, uh, things that he, uh, that he, uh, that, that had bothered him. And it tells us in the in the twelfth chapter of Second Corinthians, I'll go. In, I'll start in the seventh verse. It says, "Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations." Before this, he is described. Uh, he is described. Uh, he describes a, a man which many believe is, is Paul himself, 
as a being called up into heaven, as, as literally getting to, to, to see heaven for himself. And, uh, he, and, and could not utter the things that, that he saw up there. And it says in the seventh verse, unless he should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, you know, I bet it was probably, you know, in our pride, we probably would love to, uh, to, to, to talk about, you know, that, that kind of experience, you know, and, uh, and, and, and Paul, but Paul, though, claimed that there was given to him a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That when we feel in our, in our, uh, in our own temptations... When we feel that we have no hope within ourselves, that those are, are moments and opportunities that when we go to Christ in, in, uh, in prayer and in study and, and, and for help, that when we overcome those, that we can actually literally feel the grace of Christ. We can feel the, the power of Christ uh, uh, within us when we overcome those temptations. But it's important to know that that that, uh, that we go to God for our strength. That we go to that, that uh, who is faithful. In the book of First uh, Peter, in the fourth chapter, it says in the nineteenth verse: Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well doing, as unto a faithful Creator. Before this, he is describing uh, the many trials that, as as Christians, these men were going to go, these men and women were going to go through. And he tells them to suffer, and he and he commends them to commit the keeping of their souls to Him, who is Christ, in well doing, as unto a faithful Creator. For Peter, I think, understood from his own experience that the Lord was faithful, that the Lord, even if they fell, that the Lord was going to be faithful to them. And that, and that uh, when they had, and that when, when danger would come upon them, that they would uh, look towards their faithful Creator. They would look towards Christ, who would who would help them in those times of need. So the Lord is faithful to us in our trials and temptations. Um, I, I read from Lamentations earlier because this is another another example of how the Lord is faithful to us, and I believe the Lord is faithful to us uh, in His love and mercy, Amen. though we do not deserve it. Uh, <laughs> and though when we contrast ourselves, you know, more often than not, we're not very, you know, loving and, you know, deserving of mercy, you know, type people. But the Lord is still gracious to us. As I read earlier in, in Lamentations uh, chapter 3, it says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. And He says that they are new every morning. Each day, you know, it. Really, to, to think about that, you know, each day, whenever you know we wake up, that every morning we have uh, we have uh, new mercies and new compassions uh, from God. Being able to, to gather here today, being able to, uh, to to do things out in the world, those are all examples of, of the Lord's mercy. Uh, the the fact that we have uh, that we have families, that we have friends, that we have loved ones. Uh, you could each day. 
Each day we can commit ourselves to finding uh, new mercies and new compassions that the Lord has, uh, has faithfully given us, uh, though we don't deserve them. <laughs> and uh, just a great example of, of the Lord's faithfulness. <clears throat> um, in, the, in the book of Micah, he also describes, he also describes this. In, in the seventh chapter of the book of Micah, in the 18th verse, it says, Who is a God like unto thee, that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins in the depths of the sea. Thou wilt perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. Notice what he said in the 18th verse. <clears throat> Who is God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, and passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? That, that is, means that Micah is speaking of the elect of God, of the children of God. And he says, He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. You know, the Lord, he actually delights in, in, in mercy to his people. Uh, in the, <clears throat> even uh, Christ delighted in, in mercy. You know, you think about uh, the suffering that he went through and enduring the cross. And it tells us in the 12th chapter of Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The, one of the reasons the Lord went through what he did, it, it, it's strange to think about, but it was a joy to him. He saw, he knew that he, uh, he saw that, that in doing so, just as it tells us in Micah, he was putting away the sins of the Lord's people and that we would uh, forever uh, be with him in glory and worshiping with him. And he uh, delighted in that. That was a joy for him. That was a joy for him to look forward to and uh, should be another joy for us to look forward to as well. As we come here today, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to, to consider, you know, how, <laughs> how faithful the Lord is to a, such, a, such an unloving people. Amen. And I, I'm forever thankful for that. Um, <laughs> and the Lord is also faithful to us, uh, faithful uh, in, in grace. <laughs> you know, it is... Uh, It is it is wild, it is widely believed that one that uh, one of the ways there are several ways preached, but that one of the ways that but that one of the ways that we uh, are you know say that one of the ways we are saved eternally is uh, by our faithfulness. And I would and uh, as I said, if you would if you study the Bible, you will find that more often than not, men are not faithful beings. That uh, we are that uh, there are many examples of uh, of men and women who. Uh, who fail in their faithfulness. <clears throat> but that does not make them uh, not the Lord's people. That makes them uh, human beings. That makes them makes uh, men and women, such as we all are. <clears throat> but in the sixth chapter of John, in the 37th verse, this is Christ says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. <clears throat> now, it is important to, it is important to know, as, as we believe here, that 
our salvation is fully is fully taken care of by God. Amen. Because God, when we compare God and man, there is one side that is not faithful and the other that is. And our God is a faithful God. <clears throat> and, he's, and he tells us in the, in the 44th verse of this same chapter that no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. <clears throat> that, is the Father who, uh, that is the Father who will draw us. That is the Father who, uh, who, will, who will call us. <clears throat> in, the fir- in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, <clears throat> Paul reiterates this point. In the ninth verse, it says, God is faithful, by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, uh, our Lord. It is a, and that is a, that is a blessing. That is a beautiful thing to consider, <laughs> that uh, that we have a faithful God, Amen. that uh, despite uh, our unfaithfulness, uh, it even tells us it, it, there are even verses that tell us uh, despite our own uh, unbelief that the Lord is faithful. In the in the third chapter of Romans, it, <clears throat> in the uh, in the third verse, one of the things that Paul says, "For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect?" Uh, God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. That we are so that that uh, we should be so thankful and and give praise and honor to our God, uh, who is faithful in that in our in our saving grace. <clears throat> in the in the book of seven in the book of Second Timothy, he even too describes the, describes this. Uh, saying that it is it, saying that it is a faithful saying in this in the second chapter eleventh verse it is a faithful saying for if we be dead with him we shall also live with him if we suffer we shall also reign with him if we deny him he also will deny us if we believe not yet he abideth faithful he cannot deny himself <laughs> despite uh, <clears throat> you know you know despite our own uh, carnal nature and our own faithfulness. Uh, how amazing it is it that we still have a God who is still willing to abide faithful, who is not who because uh, he cannot deny himself. He will not deny uh, his own people. He won't deny his children uh, to be with them. <clears throat> he even uh, he uh, even in the same chapter uh, he talks about uh, he talks about brethren who have uh, who are who have lost their who have uh, <coughs> who have gone away from the faith. He talks about men who have who have become unfaithful, and this is what Paul describes of them. He said in the 18th verse, "Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal: the Lord knoweth them that are His. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity." <clears throat> and, and understanding and learning about the faithfulness of God, it should it should strengthen us in that. I mean, it should strengthen us to uh, to want to be uh, more faithful. I don't pre- I don't say all these things to say that it's just okay that we're just unfaithful. That it's okay that if we're unfaithful towards God, I would <laughs> that uh, that is not true. That the Lord uh, the Lord the Lord uh, calls us to be faithful Amen. to Him. And that we should strive to be faithful towards Him, and there are blessings in that. 
And he also, uh, one of the things that David, uh, you know, David greatly uh, praised the faithfulness of God. In the 89th Psalm, it says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. One of the reasons that we gather here every Sunday and uh, or uh, gather amongst ourselves in, stu- in, in, in study is that we may is that we make known the faithfulness of God. Amen. That each Sunday we uh, we greatly rejoice and we worship a faithful God, and that when we uh, and that when we look to those things and we study the faithfulness of God, it should uh, it should cause us to to want to try to do better. It should cause us to want to be uh, more faithful, as uh, Peter said unto our as our faithful Creator. So I, I pray this morning that we've come together. We will look to our faithful God. We'll look to our faithful God to uh, overcome, to uh, help us in our times of trials. Uh, though we are unfaithful, though our own strength uh, may fail, that when we look to to Christ for strength, we uh, we have a much better chance than if we than if we did not. That uh, <clears throat> that uh, when we feel uh, you know so unloved, and we feel you know that. Uh, that we feel, you know, how could how could God, how could anybody love a, a wicked man as me? That we can look and we can study and see that we serve a faithful God, who, despite all of our all of our uh, faults, that He is faithful and loving towards us and merciful to us. And we uh, and that each day, you know, I, I think it'd be a, a great just to each day look for uh, for new mercies, new compassions that the Lord gives us to to help our perspective. <clears throat> And that we are, and that we can be thankful that we serve a God who is faithful to us in grace. That uh, that we can rest assured in our salvation uh, towards our faithful God, and, it, and to push us to be a, a faithful servant. And Lord bless you, my friend.